sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica, the queen of teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. Good morning, everybody. Oh, Teen Sports Radio. That's where you're at if you're on AM 1290 or FM. Uh, 96.9, Eternity Ready Radio. We have to thank our Jeremiah, Jeremiah Ferris. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, we're going to do some recaps. we got Anthony Rodriguez here in the house. want to start off with, uh, hey, Anthony. Hey, how's it going? I, I'm going to let you introduce your niece today, okay? But uh, let's, let's shoot over to Dominique real quick. Say good morning, Dominique. Good morning. Of course, our producer, Dr. Richard Dugan. How you doing, D? Doing very well. I can't believe how fast we're flying through the second month of this year. It's amazing, but fantastic. Yeah, it's nice. And we need I, the weather. I, I, we haven't gotten a hit as bad as I thought. I predicted back in November. I thought it was going to be like a 2016 winter, and we've been blessed so far. Not that we don't need the rain, but we we did get a nice fill up. And all of our basins, so we're doing okay. Mm, very good. There you go. All right, let's start off. We've got Romy Davies in the house, Santa Barbara High School. Romy, talk to me. Thank you, Erica, and hello, everyone. This is Romy Davies, Santa Barbara High School senior, reporting back from Santa Barbara, California, with this week's SB Dong Sports Recap. In wrestling news, Pepper Marks booked a spot in the CIF State Wrestling Championships the second place finish at the Southern Section Masters Meet on Saturday in Palm Springs. Marks, a two-time CIF champion, lost in the 235-pound weight class final against Destiny Marquez from Marina High, 2-1 in double overtime. Marks becomes the first girls wrestler from the South Coast to advance to the state championships. They'll be held February 23rd to 24th at the Mechanics Bank Arena in Bakersfield, so go Pepper! In baseball news, the boys lost the pitcher's duel Saturday against Newbury Park, 2-1. Starter Liam Keithley went five two-third innings, giving up only three hits. Coach Steve Shuck said that Liam really pitched well and was a bulldog on the hill and did a good job of keeping the hitters off balance. Stanley Pollock, Kai Mall, Dane Dawson, and Matthew Curlius all had base hits for Santa Barbara, and Dawson and Mall each had a stolen base. In lacrosse news, Abigail Gaston scored the game-winning goal in the final seconds to lift the Santa Barbara High girls lacrosse team to a 17-16 season opening victory over Saugus on Thursday at Peabody Stadium. Gaston scored off an assist from Daisy Foreman after Saugus tied the score with 56 seconds left. Foreman led the Dons with six goals and Gaston scored six. Amazing defender Olivia Battle stepped in to goalie while the team's goalie finishes up her wrestling season. That's it for this week's Espadon's Recap, and see you next time. Thank you, Romy. She's so professional. This just, it's just, we have so many gifted athletes doing these recaps. I'm going to let Anthony, Anthony, who do we have next? We have my wonderful niece, Valeria Trevucio Romo for DP Chargers. Woo, DP Chargers in the house. Valeria, surprise. What's going on over there? Thanks, Erica, and hey, everyone, I'm Valeria Tiburcio-Romo, back with this week's Charger Recap. Starting off with girls and boys wrestling, they competed in the CIF final tournament. Three boys and one girl advanced through the Masters final tournament. Victoria Bernard placed fourth, Cody Pierce and Francisco Espinosa both placed fifth, and Ivan Medina placed eighth. Moving on to boys baseball, they played against Rio Mesa. 
The final score was 6-4. Unfortunately, the Chargers did not win. In other news, Color Guard has officially started their season. They headed over to their first competition and they placed first. Last but not least, Girls Beach Volleyball played against Arroyo Grande. The final score was 5-0, the Chargers taking the win. And that is it for this week's Charger Recap. I'm Valeria Tiburcio-Romo, and I'll see y'all next week. Thank you so much, Valeria. Next up, senior Bishop Diego High School Cardinal, Sean Walters. Talk to me. Thank you so much, Erica. This is Bishop Diego High School senior Sean Walters signing on once again to give you the Bishop Diego High School Sports Recap. Starting off with girls basketball, last Monday, the girls advanced to the quarterfinals with a thrilling 50-49 come-from-behind victory over Yeshiva. Down 13 points in the third quarter, the team rallied to take the lead with under one minute left. Galilea de la Cruz led the way with 20 points and Lily Simlon added 12. They then went on to play in the semifinals on Wednesday where they defeated Godinez High School 37-33. Galilea de la Cruz led the way once again with 10 points and Jaili Coronado added 9. Sadly though, their sectional playoff run come, came to an end on Saturday in the semifinals at Notre Dame Academy where they fell short 57-44. Lily Simlon led the way with 15 points and Sienna Urzua added 11. The girls have earned a berth to the state regional tournament and the brackets will be released Sunday, February 26. Congrats on such an amazing season, girls, truly. Also, the baseball team opened their season last Tuesday with a 9-4 home victory over Coastal Christian. Senior Isaac Veal hit a home run and had two RBIs. Freshman David Timewell went 2-2 two two with one RBI and other freshman Dallas Barthlock also had one RBI and a triple. Great job, guys. We also had another season opener victory as the softball team beat Valley Christian 10-0. Madeline Ferries pitched a perfect game, allowing only one hit with no walks and a shutout. Chelsea Hayes also scored two runs and had three RBIs. Great job, girls. Well, everyone, that's all I've got for your Bishop Sports recap. Please don't forget to tune in once again next week. This is Sean Walters signing off. Thank you, Sean. Another, another... I, I tell you, we just have a, a we have a bunch of rock stars this year. I, I couldn't be happier. All right, we've got a big show. We're going to start off with Dominique Hackett. We've got some Luga right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hello, I'm Dominique Hackett with Santa Barbara Wellness Center, and I love to share a Hackett's Huga moment. Huga. So, Huga is that beautiful word that encompasses all the things that are friends, family related, that help us relax, help us create atmospheres of warmth and love. You kind of think, Candlelight and sipping a cup of hot cocoa for the sensation of a huga moment. And it recharges our energy so we have more adaptation energy. 
So I love to share stories and I search everywhere for stories. And I was reminded today about, this is a true story about how do you catch a monkey? And um, there's a lot of ways that we can relate this after I tell you the story. But do any of you know how it is that you can catch a monkey? Um, I have no idea. I do, but I'm going to let you tell the story. <laughs> uh, it's very unusual. I mean, when you, when you first think of monkeys, not only are they very fast and adaptable, they can run on the ground and climb in trees. You know, so it's like, uh, you know, are you using a net? Are you running after them? Are you, you know, setting up some sort of a trap? Well, through the years, probably over hundreds of years, hunters have figured out how to catch monkeys pretty easily. So monkeys are very curious. And there are countries where you can go visit and, and you end up having to interact with them because they're just, there's so many monkeys around. But in their curiosity, what a hunter does is they set up a very heavy bottle and they set the bottle up and they put inside the bottle some of the monkeys' favorite foods. It's usually various uh, pieces of fruit and, and so forth. So what happens is the monkeys will look at this bottle and they'll think about it. And you're just like, mm, I, want the, I want the fruit. I want the fruit. And they will reach inside the bottle. And when they grab the fruit, the fruit's now in the monkey's hand. When they try to pull their hand out, the hunter has made sure that the neck of the bottle is very narrow. So when they try to pull their hand out, their hand with the fruit in their hand is too big to come out of the bottle. And all of a sudden, the monkey is faced with a dilemma. I want the fruit, but I also want to get free because now I'm trapped. I'm trapped by this heavy bottle because I can't get my hand out. And in that brief moment of panic for the monkey, that's usually when the hunter is able to toss a, a net over and then capture the monkey. Now, uh, that's it's sad that that's how monkeys are caught, but alas, <laughs> it's a true story. That's that's how people catch monkeys. So uh, what I would I would be uh, going on and asking my friend the gorilla, okay, <laughs> to, come, <laughs> to help me. <laughs> to help okay? and that's going to be the end of that's, the old catching, okay. And then it breaks the bottle, and then we share everything, and the gorillas get to eat first, okay. <laughs> So what this is related to in a metaphysical space and in a hygge space is that there are times where our mind can be thought of as like a curious monkey. It's jumping all over the place, getting into lots of different things. And we can think about this in how do we capture that monkey mind? And in, uh, if you're trying to create a nurturing environment, one of the ways that you actually capture the monkey mind is to, you know, have a comfy blanket, maybe that you're sitting on in your chair, um, create the space on your desk that's very charming, uh, maybe uh, put a piece of paper over a textbook and doodle on it. So it's something that you enjoy. But all these things that are very charming are actually capturing our monkey mind and helping our monkey mind to focus. Dr. Amy, do you have more you can add? Oh, wow. I am. I'm having to shift my view here because that's not that's not the moral I've usually heard from the story. So I like I'm I'm just adapting in real time. I you like got monkey brain. Thing. You got monkey brain right now. 
I like this thing of giving the place a mind, the mind a place to settle, like the still quiet place where it can be still and at peace and not running around like crazy going after like monkeys going after bright shiny objects but i've always heard the story as a story about letting go so that when the monkey has its hand on the thing it thinks it wants then it's trapped so my question for the teens and the parents and all our listeners is what are those things that we want i have my own that um we're we're so we're holding on to them so tight that they're having us be trapped and it could be wanting to date a certain person or wanting to get a certain grade or wanting a spot on a team or wanting a family member to behave in a certain way all of things that are really more or less out of our control like we can take action but the outcome's not up to us and so it's like how can you take the action and then let the outcome be what it is and where are you hanging on so tight that you're not being creative about possible actions i love it that is normally when you see the story printed that is the moral to the story is about letting go and that's the beautiful thing about stories is that you can look at them in different ways and pull out different meanings. So from right, a, because we're not our monkey minds are not so attached to our version of the story. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I was thinking about I was thinking about getting a big stick and, and being able to pulverize that fruit. So make it smaller so my hand can come out. Either that or find a big rock. Okay. <laughs> I still haven't let go. <laughs> okay. I'm going to get the fruit. I mean, obviously, <laughs> there's a challenge. I'm going to get If that we fruit. have time, there, there's another story that's related to a bottle and something in the bottle. And this is a Aesop's uh, fable. It's about a crow. And the crow, there's water in the bottle. And the crow is very thirsty. And it, it feels like it's going to die if it doesn't get to drink the water. So how do you get the water when the water's at the bottom of the jar? Well, the crow will drop pebbles in the jar and slowly the water will rise so that the crow can drink the water. And all these are related to how does our mind work? So maybe if there is something that we're attached to, uh, taking Dr. Amy's uh, suggestion about learning about letting go, maybe if we're attached to something and a particular outcome, we can set ourselves a list of, well, these are the things that I can do to help make this relationship better. Um, let me just work on what I can do and let go of the outcome. So that's like putting the pebbles in the jar so you can drink the water. What can I do to affect my situation? Right. And I like the pebbles because it's like, what small, simple action can I take to improve the situation to make it more likely that I'm going to get the outcome that I want. I love it. I love it. It's good because you don't know how much to the extent that anybody wants to participate in the problem because the crow could just fly away and find another water source. So it all depends how much, how many lessons that that person wants to learn while it, within the process of trying to get the water. 
right? Erica is definitely on creative solutions this morning. I like it. <laughs> oh, yes, I, I don't know. I have a lot of free time. You get me? I, you know what I mean? I have a question. At what point, Dr. Amy, is it that um, as uh, students are growing up, that they really uh, are able to metabolize in their body, that there are some things we have control over and there are some things that we don't, and it's okay to let go of that outcome? I think, you know, part of that is our responsibility as the adults in the students' lives. And even if they can't metabolize it, we can start explaining it fairly young. Like, I, I see that you really want this and I don't have a good way to have it happen for you. I'm open to your ideas about how to have it happen. And sometimes we, no matter how much we want it and how good our ideas are, we can't, we can't always get what we want. I used to sing to my kids and I'm a terrible singer, so I will not torture our audience with this. <laughs> um, the Rolling Stones song, like in the grocery store or in Target, like even that little thing of you can't always get what you want um, can be a simple, a simple teaching. And then I'd say when they get at least to like third or fourth grade, they start to get the idea that um, there are things that are out of their control. I love it. I love it. And do you always recommend when you're teaching people about meditation and so forth, do you recommend that they keep like a vision board or a wish list that that's fun and nurturing to hope for the future? Um, I think that that making our intentions, our dreams concrete in a fun and playful way can be awesome. I think when we start to think that those actions are going to ensure a certain outcome, that's having our hand stuck in the jar. So if you want to do it for fun and play and creativity and, you know, to tell yourself and to tell the world in a certain way, here's what I want. I think that's awesome. I get a little nervous about the, if you think it hard enough, if you believe it hard enough, you for sure will create it. I think that gets a little dangerous because it just doesn't, it doesn't account for tying the whole conversation together, which is what you love me for. It doesn't account for the things that are out of our control, right? You can take all the right actions to earn a spot on the soccer team or earn a role in a play or uh, be first chair in the orchestra or whatever it is. And, you know, you can practice, you can um rehearse you can whatever and it doesn't always turn out your way your way but you've also learned a lot along the way and you shouldn't discount that just because the outcome wasn't what you wanted Love nice it. okay we've got to uh 
embrace all of the people in this community that we love and adore. So let's get to that. And then when we get back, we're going to be talking about balancing travel and family life after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Erica, let's let's do a little shift here. Let's talk about balancing the demands of being a student athlete and maintaining a healthy family life because that could be a challenge, and particularly when it comes to traveling to games. Um, most of us here have all played ball in high school, some in college. And I think that they're, the kids today, um, uh, I don't know, it just seems like you have both of your parents working and it's it's pretty much been landed on you um, to help balance your sports, your commitments, your family life, all your responsibilities, school. So let's try to today maybe give them some tools and whether your grandparents hear this or the teen hears this or the parent hears this, I think it's going to help level your playing field. Um, the first thing that I, I, I've i made a little list here in my mind, and it because uh, I did a lot of traveling in, in, in when I was playing and I coached, everybody knows, for a lot. And it was travel teams. And I had to learn this just to survive myself, to be honest, because it's not only when you're coaching, you've got your kids and you've got other people's kids. So you always have to expand. You can't just bring, you know, some clothes. you got to bring like three extra shirts because you don't know who's going to... Um, not be prepared but so the first one is plan ahead um and it just it's just something like dominique you had some examples of planning ahead yeah snacks i i would think on on sunday i would think about the week coming up and i'd make sure that i had nutritious snacks usually i threw them in the freezer um and i had them in one place where i could just go and grab them so i'd have bottles of water that i had frozen i i um and maybe this is mostly for the summer but um, I, I made a really cool date snack where it was dates with, uh, break them open, put some almond butter, and then you can put a little piece of chocolate and it tastes like a Snickers. Nice. Delicious. Dr. Amy. Well, for some kids, uh, planning, just planning what you need to take to your games or to your practices comes super naturally. And for other kids, not so much. And so one thing that you can do is to either sit down by yourself or with a teammate or with a parent or a grandparent and type out a little list of everything you need. So soccer, socks, shin guards, shoes, shorts. I always like to have both away and home just in case you have to change colors. Dominique was saying snacks, water money phone um if you're taking homework because it's a travel weekend and you need to get some homework done 
Maybe you take medications or vitamins. Maybe you need glasses or contacts. Maybe the hotel is going to have a pool. So you want to have your swimsuit. And I, you know, having either a laminated list or just having a checklist, a to do list on your phone that says travel, um, home game and travel game and having it be reusable is super helpful. Nice. Cause that was, that was the next two. And of course, you know, you're a mind reader. We have, we don't share content here. Okay. But that would be the communicate. Actually, we share off. all our content with everyone. That's uh, yeah, why we're well, here. We do, but if the show is so organic, you don't know what everybody's going to say, but you did hit two more, which would be the communication. Um, keep in touch with your family regularly, whether it's on phone calls, text messages, video chats, and then let know let them know what you're talking and just stay connected with everybody, create your community. And I like what you said about the technology, um, because that's a great way to stay connected with your families. And you could do FaceTime and video conferencing. I mean, if you're far away, Zooming um, is super, super, super important. Less mistakes when you're adding more people that are getting involved in um, what you're trying to accomplish, because a lot of these kids start off in such a way where it does determine down the road if they want to continue on with sports after high school, um, after college. Yeah, you, you, you just need to really facilitate these um, and, and, and it's a commitment to yourself. Yeah, and habits. Dominique? Well, I was just going to say, if, if kids feel like uh, they're spending a lot of time with their sport, but they're missing out on family time, um, if, if it's available while you're riding the bus to a game or something, do a fast FaceTime with a grandparent and just say hi. It doesn't have to be a long conversation, but oh my God, it warms the grandparent's heart that you were thinking about them. So there are, yeah. there are little things that we can do to keep our family involved in what we're doing, even though we're at away games. Well, you're leaving lasting memories, right? You want to you wanna create that vibration. And then you're feeling good, too, because you could feel the love that it 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 created. And that bounces right back to you, too. And that's that's that warm and fuzzy feeling that you need. That's a beautiful place. That's a beautiful place. And this isn't going to be super popular. And Erica may argue with me. But if there's a big family event, a wedding, a quinceanera, a birthday, you know, grandparents anniversary, something. Um, I think it's totally appropriate and healthy to talk to your coach and say, look, coach, I know this is a big game mm -hmm. and I really value the sport. I value my place on the team and I value my family and I am choosing to go to this event. You know, you can't do it mm -hmm. every weekend, but for important family events, you can make a choice. I've got to say that reminds me back in eighth grade, I coached boys basketball and we had uh, Spencer Scholl. He was like six, three, you could dunk anything. And we were in this tournament coming up and they were planning a family ski trip. So we had a decision between this tournament, my six foot three guy, you know, of course I'm undefeated going into this tournament versus the ski trip. And I just basically, I did leave it up to him. And I said, well, you know what my answer is going to be. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm the coach, but I know it's it's important to have those memories with your families too. And don't worry, I'll be calling your mommy after this. We're going to be moving that ski trip. <laughs> <laughs> well, we you know what I mean? <laughs> Ashley, Ashley Parker, listen, that, what are you thinking? 
(laughs) You're killing me right now. You're killing me. We need coaches to know that the memories of those family events are just as precious as the memories of winning a game. Yeah, honestly, not now. Okay, now way past all that. I mean, my whole outlook would be honestly go to because my kids are 28 and 31, right? So yeah, now I'm going to look back on it and say, God, you should have went on that ski trip. What was I thinking? But that's now I'm on the different, I'm on the outside of it. So, but if, if, and when I do go back to coaching, which I'm thinking about it, then that I would definitely, so, you know, somebody, I wouldn't even, I would just think that's important. I would say, no, you don't families first period, the end. So that's what my last thing that I want to talk about is your priorities, you know, learning to priorities, learning to prioritize prioritize is this it's a it's a life skill right that our kids well how are they going to learn those life skills they have to learn from the parents so you got to learn to balance the family and the sports because it's important for both um and you got to meet, meet your obligation at both you know arenas so make sure when you're doing it give it a hundred percent as if you would you know the last minute of a game that's you know that you're tied so spend that kind of energy get off the phone um, I, I texted somebody this morning and uh son is sick. And I said, you know, stay off the phone. He needed a mommy mental health day. Take a nap with him. I said, my kids are 31 and 28. I, I envy you, you know? So <laughs> seriously, I don't know. Dominique. Well, how about if we continue more of this conversation after a break to hear from our community? All right. Uh, and we'll get then to Anthony right after these messages. Radio show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Hey, everybody, this is Anthony Rodriguez with the Food Bank of Santa Barbara County. And um, I just wanted to get back to what we were talking about earlier in the, in the first, se- another segment was about balancing with, uh, you know, sports and, and family time. Well, I think also, too, because uh, this happens to me a lot, is that I think the parents really need to take a look at it, pay attention to those schedules and pay attention to their kids. Because why are you going to put your child in a situation where they're going to have to choose when both of them are healthy things to do? You know, and I, and I, you know, and commitment is a big thing. And I think the parents also need to take a step and see about their commitments of what they put their child into, which is sports, which is awesome. So I think that that parents really need to take a look at things before they actually sign these kids up for, for, for these um, extra activities, because it's not fair to the kid, you know, and, and now if it could be avoided, awesome. But I understand that sometimes it cannot, but when you know your kids are playing, you know, schedule your 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 uh, your vacation around it 
you know, don't, don't, don't put them in a situation where they're going to have to choose. I mean, that's just the way that I feel. Cause I, I, I remember that when I was a kid, but also I remember all the kids that it used to happen to when I used to coach and I felt, and I always used to feel so bad because these kids wanted to do both, you know, and they're put in a situation where that could have been avoided. I love it. Good communication between the families and families supporting our student athletes. I, I like, you know, that's a great thing, but I liked what Don said. There should be weeks where there's no games, there's no practices, there's no anything. And Don had that growing up. And I actually remember that as well. Like we had a break in between sports, like a right. week right. or whatever right. before. I mean, truly, really, it's just that dead week. And it's always these kids, they never get a break. They just don't. Yeah. And I really do what Dr. Amy can touch on is they need sleep too. Yes, they do. I said, I, well, I, I brought up, I brought up something at, at the break when I had kids like, Oh, do I go on my ski trip or do I go on my family trip or do we do this tournament because it's outside, you know, but as a parent coach, it's like, you know, I, I look at it different now because my kids are all grown and gone, but I don't know. I, something that you've got to really prioritize. And that goes back to what Dr. Amy said earlier is the communication. Dr. Amy. Well, I think the other thing is for athletes, coaches, and parents to realize um, that they need to have not so much complete. There is a place for having a complete break and having like a full week off. But you also, and this is more on the coaches. Um, you know, you need to have times of build up and then you need to have times of rest and recovery because in a season of 13 or 14 weeks, you can't push them full out all the time. That's where they get overtrained. That's where they get repetitive stress injuries. And so Within any given week, you need to have intensity days and recovery days. Within any given month, you kind of need to have intensity weeks and recovery weeks. And you want to be building their skills and their stamina towards the end of their season so that they get to the end of their season um, rested, recovered, healthy, and ready to go rather than burnt out, injured, and unmotivated right yeah i, I, I do that i did that as well too because you could actually temperature your kids as a whole and like you're over pushing you're over stressing them so you'd have a practice where you just go in there and you know i just bring in when the kids are a lot younger i would just go in there and i mean i can't believe happy meals were as cheap as it was back in then but i would just <laughs> load them up not good food okay but it was just more of a fun a practice where, okay, and then I'm going to say like on a Friday, okay, you're going to have off tomorrow, which I never took off on Saturday, but we're going to work on Monday. So enjoy family and friends this weekend, but we're going to be really to work on Monday. So this way they already know what's coming up. Dr. Amy. Oh, I think Dominique had something. Oh, Dominique, oh, I, sorry. Um, I know Anthony's going to jump into uh, good things that they can have in their sports bags. But I, I just wanted to say that when I was an athlete, I didn't know that that's what my coach was doing, but I was on the track team and that's what he did. He scheduled some days where we pushed and other days that were stretching. And so um, a quick question for uh, Dr. Amy, when you're on your off week, 
Is it more important to go take a jog around the block or to do your stretching? Well, I think part of this is that as young athletes, you're getting to know your body. And part of how you get to know your body is honestly by making mistakes. So, but you don't want to be repeating the same mistakes over and over. So um, I'll just use my own example as a cyclist. Cyclists train with a good amount of intensity. And often when their performance drops off, they think, oh, I need to be training harder rather than, oops, I'm overtrained and I need to let my body recover. And so part of it is helping the athletes learn the skills of listening to their body and being able to really read the signals. Because sometimes when you're performing worse, the mind says, oh, I have to go out and push when really what you need to perform better is a little bit of rest and some sleep and some downtime and a reset. Nice. Let's do this. Let's take a a short break now. I want to talk about when these kids are out and on on the road. I want to expand on some maybe. Uh, Anthony, you could jump into this. Let's let's teach them how to uh, put together a go kit. They don't have one at home. I think it's something that we could travel bag it in the bag. Okay, in case of emergency. Right after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hey, everybody, this is Anthony, and we're today we're going to be talking a little bit about um, go bags for, for teen athletes, as, as what we're talking about today. Um, Dr. Amy brought up some really good stuff for you guys to have if you guys have an away game. But another thing that we need to think about is in case of a disaster, in case something bad happens. Um, as you all know that there's a lot of shaking going on and there's a lot of fires that happen, um, you know, and unfortunately there is a lot of, um, you know, active shooters currently. And so we always have to be prepared, you know, you as a team, you got to think about you. So what do you have to do? What do you have to have? Well, something that's really important to have is make sure that you have all your phone numbers actually either in a written or laminated sheet that you always have in your wallet or in your pocket or in a bag. Because uh, if your phone, if you lost your phone charger or you forgot to bring your phone charger, um, you might not have your phone, right? But you, somebody else might have your phone, but you're not going to have your phone numbers. So one thing that's really good to have is to have that um, written, typed up, however you want to do it, and have it in your in your in your bag. Um, other thing that we that that everybody's talked about is making sure that you have enough food, um, water for yourself, um, and you know. For myself, I, I wear glasses now. So if you wear glasses, make sure you have an extra pair of glasses um, in your kids and make sure that you have a hard case so they don't break. Um, hopefully you, you do get sent with uh, with some money, but make sure that they're very small bills. 
um, you know, don't don't have any large bills, have small bills, because you want to make sure that if you have to pay for something, you won't be paying more for for something that should you should be paying very little for. Um, and another thing, too, something that makes you feel comfortable, um, you know, it could be anything. It could be something small that is a very good memory, anything like that, that just gives you some comfort because we always have to remember that we have to be able to think and calm ourselves down when something bad happens. And if something, if you have something that is of a comfort to you, it's always extremely helpful. Now, and as athletes, I hope that you guys remember is that you guys have to take some time to breathe. Okay. Um, our mental health is extremely important and, you know, it's, you have to focus, but sometimes it gets really difficult to focus once there's bad things going on. But if you just stop and just breathe, just take some time, even if it's one or two seconds, it doesn't matter, but just, just do it. And I guarantee you that it'll, you'll feel a little bit more calm and then you can go ahead and focus and do what you got to do. And that can even be just even before a game, you know, just take that time for yourself. It's all good. It's okay. You know, because there's a lot of stress out there. Sometimes we just want to win, but you know what? More important is you. You're important and you've got to think about that because that's, that's a big thing, but safety, security, your health, your mental health, number one. And remember, if you're going on a way game, make sure that you have those things and make sure that you have a way to contact your family. So talk to your family before you actually go out to your away games, because you guys have to be on the same page to know what you're going to do in case of a disaster. So make sure that you communicate before you leave. Anybody else? Yeah, I want to do that. Go back. You got to do that. Go back too when you get home. Parents do the go back. I was really excited that um, I, I texted my uh, ex-mother-in-law and I told her to listen to it. And then she came by later, picked up some eggs. So we, we get 13 chickens a day. And I go, you got to go back. And she goes, I did that go back when you talked about it years ago. So thank you, Anthony. All right, let's make it go back week. We got to go. See you next week. God bless. I'm unstoppable. I'm a boy with no brain.